Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. We're all watching, of course, the cost of living rising every single day. A lot of that is to do with fuel prices, by the way, because fuel prices have a knock-on effect on everything, to be honest with you. And there is a protest organised for this Monday. And the meeting points for the trucker protest, as it's been called, I think they've changed the name of it now, by the way. But anyway, it was called the trucker protest. It's set to bring Dublin to a standstill, and they have been announced that the people of Ireland against fuel prices protest, which is now what it's called, the new Facebook page, previously warned that the entire city will be on complete lockdown during next Monday's protest. They say they will come out prepared on Monday as the protest could last over a week or until their demands are met. I'll go to their demands in a few minutes. And they claim the demonstration will be one for the history books after causing traffic chaos on motorways and city streets, uh, or city centre streets, since last November. The truckers say they are uh, going to wreak havoc until the government do something to fix the fuel costs or the rising fuel costs. Of course, everybody's affected by the rising fuel costs, not just the truckers. Uh, our heating oil has gone up, our energy bills have gone up. Uh, you know, putting car or petrol in your car or diesel in your car every day has gone up, of course. What is it now? Probably around €2 Euro, uh, per litre. It's ridiculous. And everybody knows that. And something has to be done about it. But is this the answer? Richard O'Donoghue is an independent TD from Limerick and he joins me on the line. Richard, good afternoon to you. Good morning, how are you? Now, good afternoon, now. This protest starts on Monday. And by the way, it's not just truckers. They're encouraging everybody, motorists, cyclists, pedestrians, everybody to join the organisation. And they will lead themselves up next week up to, uh, from the pedestrians are set to meet at the GPO at 9am on Monday morning. And the march will begin at 10.30am on O'Connell Street. Um, uh, with locals urged to use public transport where possible to avoid the chaos. So, Richard, do you support it? Yes, I do support. I support everything to do with getting down the fuel costs in Ireland um, and to freezing the the tax intake from the government in fuel. That's what um, people are... People have known that there's a fuel increase, but what we have a big problem with is the tax on the increase. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at the moment, the government have over a euro in every litre of petrol in tax. Of course, and the higher the price of fuel, the more tax they collect on it, of course. That, that, and that is the problem. So, what I have asked the government and I've asked the opposition to, to help us is that they go to the 2020 prices. You need tax to run the country a 100%. But we go to 2020 prices, they still had 57 cents at that time in, in petrol. That would bring a reduction of 43 cents at the pumps if they followed um, mm-hmm. that. And that, would, that would make a massive difference. Yeah, but I'm looking at the list, the list of demands by the group, by the way, who remain reasonably anonymous. Nobody yeah. seems to want to lend their name to it, maybe because they don't want to get the blame if anything goes wrong. I don't know. Anyway, but their list of demands are petrol to be capped at 110 per litre. You know as well as I do, that's probably no. impossible. It is, yeah. Okay, I, I think realistically, if we could get if you could get it down to one, well, I don't even think you could do that. But however, uh, currently the price with the price of oil at the moment, and I know oil is expensive. I know it was that the same expense by the way back in two thousand eight, and we were at one thirty or one thirty four. Yeah. Anyway, diesel capped at one twenty liter, green diesel capped at sixty five pence a liter, home heating capped at sixty five cent a liter, and then it goes on carbon tax to be scrapped. Now this is the carbon tax which is planned to be yeah. brought in the first of May by Eamon Ryan. Eamon Ryan to step down with immediate effect. You don't really believe that's going to happen, Richard? It can't happen because they have the majority in, in the doll. So unless the backbenchers within one of the governments or, or somebody behind the Greens uh, pulls out, that's not going to happen. They have the majority. That's why... Would you like to see him step down? Voluntarily? I, 
I would myself because I don't think he's the right man for the job. Um, a lot of the things that he's out of touch with reality when it comes out of well, Dublin. I think many people would probably agree with you to some degree about that. But yeah, I mean, he, okay, he's but out he's, of touch with reality. But he is elected. He's elected and he's elected by the people of Dublin. And that's been another one of my problems. The cabinet in Dublin is 80% city-based. Yes, okay. they are covering the whole country. Um, if you look at the point of view of fuel prices, and it's because of the rural areas, towns, villages and rural areas. This is now once you, you actually get outside the Red Cow in Dublin. The infrastructure is not there for public transport. So people have no other option but to drive. Well, we are, going to be, we are going to be talking about congestion charges a bit later on, and I think that is a good point that you've made there because you can't bring in a congestion charge, for example, in a city, leaving a rural Ireland aside for a second, when you don't have an alternative for people to use. Exactly, and that, that's been the main point from the very start with, with, these, with these. So there's 2 million vehicles in, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 2.4 million people working in Ireland. That means that either tells me that there are roughly about 400,000 of those are probably using public transport. There's 1.4 million people in Dublin. Alone, so that would would go where the infrastructure. Those four hundred thousand people are probably being allocated. I, I think it's actually. I think the figure for that is quite higher. As far as I remember, the figure was one point four living in Dublin, one point seven working in Dublin. Yes, and so, it, and yeah. I and I stay outside of Dublin when I, when I when I go to Dublin, and I'm in traffic every morning going into to Dublin, and it's going for kilometres out toward out toward Bray and Wicklow that direction. That's where. It's congested. It's congested coming in from Limerick. It's congested coming in from everywhere. I've asked, if you look at and if they're really serious about bringing down emissions and they want to meet their targets, we've 90% of the haulage or our fuel processing uh, comes through Dublin Port. That means that, it's, that, so the only way of transporting this is by truck, articulated trucks at seven miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. So if you look on the motorway, all you see is trucks, trucks, trucks. I have people at the moment that want to fly out to Rome this week. They can't get a flight from Shannon or Cork. So they have to drive from Cork now to Dublin to take a flight. If we have dispersion of traffic, including air traffic, if we dispersion of food coming into this country to like the refines and the rock layers... Are you, I, are you in, suggesting that we should have other ports? And I know there well, was a suggestion that there should be a port in Drogheda or Dundalk or there should be other ports as well, which would be deep, logical, by the way. The deepest port in Europe is in fines and county limit. That's the deepest port in Europe. The largest ship in Europe in the world can actually come into fines. And that's why we've been looking at investment in fines. If that comes in, you're then dispersing the truck. Uh, and e- don't have equally, to equally for a lot of those trucks heading up to Belfast or heading up north as well, right. it would be equally, uh, I suppose, it would be a good idea to have one up there in Dundalk or Drogheda as well or somewhere exactly. up around there. So every lorry burns roughly 600 litres of fuel in, a, in every, in every uh, okay. field that they have. I, I, so I'm they not, not gonna, Richard, I'm not going to disagree with anything you've actually just yes. said, right? Everything you said makes perfect sense. And on a long-term plan, I think it it could be done if we had a brain within the, the, the uh, government organisation. But unfortunately, you know where we stand when it comes to government. Should you yeah. look, look at the news every single day yeah. this week. Every day there's another scandal, right? Or something else has gone wrong. So... When you say you support the protest, I support the idea of the protest. And yes, yes, like everybody, I'm affected. You know, I drive up and down to Belfast three times a week because that's where I'm living practically now. So I'm driving up and down. It's now costing me 560 euro a month in diesel, right? So and where it was costing me 400. So I, I completely agree with you. But some of the stuff is not realistic. And the fact that they're saying they're going to stay there until these demands are met. Now, 
you know, this kind of reminds me of if we go back in time about uh, 10 years ago when we had, you know, the Reclaim the Streets individuals who were hanging around Trinity, or not around Trinity, around the Bank of Ireland there uh, off Dame Street and were there for months and caused chaos for a period of time. I mean, you, you can't hold the city to ransom either because people have to get about their business. And what will happen is you lose support when you do that. Yes. Well, when I look at this, and I said that I support these, and I, I have publicly said it, I have said it on social media, I support the the prices against uh, for fuel, right? And I do support it, but there's also, I have to find out that I haven't organized this. I have been contacted to know will I support it, and I said, yes, I will support what they're doing. As I say, I haven't been in, in the organizing or any of the meetings for this, but I do support what they're trying to do. And it's not only truckers, it's taxi drivers. Oh, it's, it's everybody. Farmers, I know, they, they, it's this everyone. time they want everybody there. They want, so on Monday, they want everybody out on the streets to protest. Yes. And I understand, I mean, look, there's nothing better than a good protest. In fact, the water charges is probably the best example we've yes. had in this country. And it gets things done. And everybody in this country objects to the price of fuel at the moment yeah. and the price to energy and their, the way their quality of life is being reduced by costs. We all understand that. And the government needs to step in and do more. And Sinn Féin have been calling for the government to do that for the last three or four weeks. But in saying that, there's a limit to what they can do, according to Leo Varadkar and many others. There's a limit to what they can actually do. They've taken, obviously, a cut in the excise duty. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. They could do something about the VAT. And they, do, you know, and they said they will, by the way, at the end of this month. Um, but at, at the end of this month at the moment now, we're looking at the agricultural sector at the moment where they were paying 46 cents a litre last year for fuel for, for the machines to bring in the harvest, which, which helps feed the cows, which produce the milk and the bread and the butter for our tables. That's now at the moment of 138 mm-hmm. at the moment. So who's going to end up paying if they don't do it now? Everything seems to be, I'll do it in a month, I'll do it in two months. It can be done now. And all I asked them to do, and they didn't have to go to Europe for this, all they had to do was cap the fuel cost and take their tax from that cost. We'll just say if they use on on the, the brought the fuel price at one thirty, they take their tax on that and, and custom exercise. So it doesn't change any of the tariffs for them. But the cut off point once it hits one thirty, we pay the increase in fuel, but we don't pay the extra tax. That can be done on a on a system where everyone knows that's the tariff. We can only charge tax on maximum price of one thirty, and you don't need to change the VAT rate. You don't need to change the uh, excise rate. You just put a cap on where you can take it to. And that So in other words, you're only paying VAT on a portion of the fuel. In other words. You're paying the VAT on up to one thirty okay. on the fuel. Okay. And, 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 and that makes sense. And I don't know how much a barrel of oil is today. It's probably around uh, I think it's about one thirty a, a gallon, probably or should I say a barrel. It's actually on the way down at the moment. Okay, yeah. It is, and it's been on the way down for the last two or three weeks, so I don't understand yeah. why fuel costs are still rising, yeah. uh, which is bizarre. And, and, and by the way, fuel is, or a barrel of oil is actually cheaper now than it was back in 2008, I think it was. It was in 2008, we're only paying 140. so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. And, and I understand a lot of the war has obviously affected a lot of stuff too. But what I have an issue with, and I don't have an issue with protesting, I think it's people's legal right, and it's their constitutional right to get out there and demand something is done, and I'm absolutely 100% behind it in that sense. Obviously, I can't attend for obvious reasons because I work in broadcasting. But in saying that, I'm supporting it. But what I'm saying to you is you cannot continue to bring the country to a standstill for a couple of hours as long as the Garda Shea Connor are informed and everything is done civilly and peacefully. I get it. But if you're going to continue to do it, because the, the government are not going to turn around on Monday afternoon to the protests and say, ah, yeah, that's no problem yet. We'll do that. Listen to man's aim and get out the door there. None of that's going to happen on Monday. So no, they're, no. they're saying, according to them, if it's not done, they're there for the long haul. They're bringing tents. They're doing all sorts of things. 
So the government are on Easter holidays. They're not even there. Exactly. And I, I did inform them before this that, that, that uh, the government were, were on Easter holidays. But they, so who, them, whose bright idea was it to do it this Monday? I don't know. Actually, I believe it was the group themselves and I had informed them at the time that the door would be closed. But they said, and the point that was made, they said, Richard, it's very simple. The government uh, buildings are not, uh, there's no one in government buildings, but TDs around and MNs around the country are still working. Mm. And they said, and so are we. So they said, just because the doll isn't sitting doesn't mean that it all has to centre around okay. the doll. So they said, this is a protest for the whole country. Well, and, and I know they also, they also mentioned as well, they wanted to do it while the schools are off, so it wouldn't affect yeah. schools. I, I get, to some degree, I do get that. Okay, so their their belief is that, sure, look, TDs are still listening. So that's the point. Yeah. All right, but, but again, so you support it on Monday, but do you support it if it continues on through the week? I support whatever has to happen to... Um, Richard, come on, you're a clever man, Richard. I, am a clever, I support whatever I mean, has to happen for them to bring... How the, much will the economy lose? Vote, vote, vote. But Richard, how much will the economy lose on a day... And again, I'm telling you I support this in principle, yeah. but how much will the economy lose on a daily basis if you bring a city to a standstill for a never-ending period until you get what you want? Well, how much is the country losing on a daily basis with the extra cost on food, fuel, electricity cost? And this is a daily basis. And you're talking about Dublin, where there's 80% of the cabinet are city-based. There is more to this country than Dublin. Oh, my Right? So the whole counties need to be represented. Now we have ministers running around the country saying, I'm doing this in your county and I'm doing this in your county. Why? Because it's been highlighted. They have forgotten outside the red cow. They forgot to put in infrastructure. If there was infrastructure there for people that they could use alternatives, there wouldn't be a problem. But it's all down to the people that are outside of a city base that do not have any infrastructure that are paying for this. They're paying the carbon tax because they've no other choice but to drive a car. So it has to come to a standstill. And no matter what happens, the whole country should get behind these people. But they, these people need to make sure that they do not put in... They have to leave laneways open for people that they have emergency service, this has to be left open. This is a protest. I do hope they have a peaceful protest, but it is a protest well, that the whole country I hope it goes, But I hope it goes better than the last one, Richard, because the last one from December and November, I can't remember when it was, by the same group, unfortunately was a bit of a damn squib. Didn't, it, it, nobody got involved. You know, it, it, The first one was quite good, if I remember rightly. It, it did. Yeah, but what came, out of that, though, what came out of that, Niall, was the government now came up with a plan for 18 million to support the road hauliers. Right, and what it, they actually missed this again because they don't know what business is. This only covers people with a road haulage license. Now, if you're a supplier or a producer in this country, you don't have a road haulage license. Well, if you had, a, we'll just say if you had a quarry or if you had a shop or if you had, were a farmer and you were producing gross and you had your own transport, your own transport does not get covered under this scheme. But if I hired somebody else in to, to draw my product, they would get paid away pay the fuel subsidy. So the, the producer, the manufacturer, even the pig farmer that's producing his own pigs and has his own transport, the transfer transferred their pigs, they are not getting this fuel subsidy. That's how simple things can be fixed. They need to make this accountable for anyone that has tax and an MOT on a, in a vehicle that are registered for that tax, they qualify. They've actually taken out 62% of the HGVs in this country because they don't require a haulage licence. But they put in this one line, you have to have a haulage licence to get the subsidy. That takes out 62%. I know this is wrong because I'm in business. I understand this. But the government could not see this. That was going to be a problem. We're only getting 32% of the, of the haulage association. So we have bus companies 
are in the same situation, don't okay. qualify. Okay. So that's a no, 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 I get the picture. I think most people get the picture. And I think most people, by the way, agree with a lot of what you're saying, Richard. And they agree with, not only with the truckers, but they agree with everybody who feels they want to protest. And everybody, and I absolutely understand, everybody in this country is being affected uh, by the price of fuel. Because the price of fuel has a massive knock-on effect. If I look around the studio, everything that's in the studio has been brought to me when, on a truck at some point, including the clothes I'm wearing on my back. So we all understand that everything has to go on a truck at some point. We understand the answers, but you're not going to be there for a few years. Uh, but the only answer right now for everybody is that with immediate effect, the government step in and do something about it. I appreciate that. I think most people support that. I think the biggest problem we might have on Monday, and we will obviously have somebody out there talking to some of the people out there on Monday, is, is that it, when it brings the cities to a standstill and inconveniences a lot, a lot, a lot of people, it then starts to lose support. And that's the problem you're going to have. But listen, I appreciate you, Richard. And I appreciate all you coming right. on the air, all right? And thank thank you, very you very much. All right, there you go. Uh, Independent TD, Richard O'Donoghue. And again, the list of demands. Petrol to be capped at 110 a litre. Probably not practical. 130 is probably the lowest they could cap it at. Diesel capped at 120 per litre. Probably not practical. 130 again, I imagine, is probably the lowest they got. 135 in around there. Green diesel capped at 65 cents a litre. Home heating capped at 65 cents, which would all, by the way, oil affects obviously the cost of your electricity as well because a lot of it's produced by oil. These figures are, are inclusive of that and are for everyone at home and at the pump. Carbon tax to be scrapped. Um, I completely agree with that. Um, the carbon tax needs to be scrapped completely. And not only that, but the increase in May is ridiculous. At a time when we're all absolutely suffering the very fact that we have a politician in government who is suggesting that he put an extra burden on people because of climate change is absolutely bonkers and um, that should be put forward or certainly deferred and, and uh, our last demand Eamon Ryan to step down with immediate effect that's, that's not going you, know, you just know that's not going to happen unless Eamon Ryan, Ryan resigns which he's not going to over your protest that's not going to happen but let's just see what people are saying here on our WhatsApp machine Hi, how are you doing? I can't come on the phone. I didn't get that man's name, but I just want to say to him, thanks for saying about public transport is not adequate because I still use my car. I was awarded a free travel pass because I'm now an old age pensioner in February and I have to say I've only used it twice because the length it takes me, I have to get a bus into Clondalkin village, then a bus from the village down to the Red Cow and then pay for parking if I need to get the Lewis, if I need to go to my daughter's in Cavan, I have to make my way to Liffey Valley, then a bus to Blanchardstown and then a bus, a bus to Cavan. Same goes for anywhere I need to go other than doing day trips. That would be great. The travel pass, but because there's no link buses or feeder buses, then I've no option but to use my car, which, as I said, I was 66 in February and I don't know how long longer I can pay for it. But other than that, the public transport is a joke. So we need lots more link buses. Thanks a million. Bye. Uh, yeah, that's great. And that ties in, by the way, with the next topic I'm going to do as well. And I do want to know, by the way, if people support the protest. Uh, let us know. The number's 87 I want to think about the protest, by the way. I think you support the notion of the protest. I think you'd be mad not to, because it affects everybody in the country. But do you support, you know, bringing basically a city, um, which is, I suppose, I know Dublin is not the centre of the universe. I get that. And for everybody listening around the country, I know it pisses you off to hear that on a regular basis, that Dublin, 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 Dublin. But... Sadly, most of our economy revolves around Dublin. 
Um, so in saying that, if you bring Dublin to a standstill, we lose money to the economy. A massive amount of money. Now, in regards of Eamon Ryan getting elected, all right, we elect people to do a, a decent enough job for us, okay? It's like getting a carpenter to do something in your house and he makes a balls of it, all right? You elected him to do that, okay? You made a mistake. We made a mistake on putting him in, so he was elected wrong. Cheers, pal. Yeah, well, that's your your view of it. That we, I'm sure, people who are supporters of the Green Party would think differently and don't believe it was a mistake to put Eamon Ryan in. But certainly, over the last few weeks, what I'm getting and online and what we're talking about on the air, when I hear some of the stuff that Eamon Ryan has said and other politicians and the remarks they make about Eamon Ryan, he certainly does seem to be out of touch with reality when it comes to a lot of things. You know, I and mean, we've heard about drive slower and all that kind of carry on. Anyway, a lot of people, by the way, commenting on Tony Holohan as well, saying somebody says he's not the hero that everybody thinks he is. Now somebody says it's ridiculous that the taxpayer is now funding his wages, even though he's not actually doing a taxpayer's job. Well, no, he's not. He's working in Trinity College. He's been part of Trinity College, and it should be part of Trinity College's remit to pay him. But unfortunately, their their pay scale doesn't go up to what he gets, which is one hundred eighty-seven thousand, according to what I'm reading here in RTE. Um, so that's the reason why. And it seems that Michal Martin kind of knew nothing about. <laughs> which, you know, just doesn't surprise me in this country anymore. But by the way, just before I go into the break, let me just mention this. Uh, I spotted this piece by John Fitzgerald in the Irish Times where he outlines the difficulty of driving in Irish cities and particularly in Dublin, by the way. He's not leaving out Cork, Limerick and Galway, but particularly in Dublin. I know, I know, it's all about Dublin. Uh, two weeks ago, city manager Owen Keegan set out a vision to manage city traffic. This involves restricting road space uh, for cars in the car centre uh, or the city centre by relocating it to cycles, cyclists. Effectively, this means that road space will be uh, rationed by misery, according to what John is saying here, increasing congestion of car traffic to make it steadily less attractive to drive into or through the city. Now, Owen Keegan, he says, however, has acknowledged that rather than reducing road space for cars, congestion congestion charging could be a better solution. That would mean charging cars for using city streets, with the charge varying by the time of the day. Similar to the M50, by the way, uh, when it comes to the speed limits, you know, the way they kind of change it. It's very technology can do that nowadays. There could be a heavy toll for driving at rush hour with a charge set high enough to ensure only a manageable level of traffic in the day time, resulting in a quicker and more reliable bus transportation on less cluttered roads. Late at night, with fewer cars on the roads, it could be free to drive. Similar to the tunnel, by the way, who charge different prices at different times of the day, depending on which direction you're going in. And he goes on to talk about the fact that other countries have done it. Singapore led on congestion charging, then London followed in 2003. It now costs almost €20 Euro, uh, to drive a car between 7am and 6pm uh, in the extensive restricted zone in London. The result has been a success with buses and those cars that choose to pay the charge experiencing speedier travel times uh, than when congestion was rife. And he goes on to say the technology today could enable much more sophisticated road use pricing. Now, look, it's all well and good. It's fair to say that you can implement a charge or penalise people, but you can't penalise people for doing something unnecessary or unnecessary actions when you don't supply an alternative. Well, that's certainly my viewpoint, you can't. I mean, how can you penalise? Because it's a tax, essentially. So how can you say to somebody, we're going to charge you €10 Euro for going into Cork, Limerick, Galway, Dublin, into the city, and blocking up the city, we're going to charge you €10 Euro in and €10 Euro out. How can you do that when you don't offer them an alternative? It's all well and good to do it in London, where you have the subways and you have a great public transport system. But in Ireland, you don't. There are some good bits, depending on where you happen to live. But, I mean, 
if you're in rural Ireland, for example, and you travel into the city for whatever reason, there might not be public transport that'll get you there. You might have to, oh, well, I suppose you could do park and ride or something like that. As Richard mentioned, park at the Red Cow and get public transport in. But it's not always practical to do that. People have children. They might need to bring them to appointments for hospitals. Also things you might need to get from one side of the city to the other. Not practical if you've got two kids and a buggy in your hand uh, and you have to get three buses or something to do it. So how do you do it? And how do you turn around then and say to people, well, if you use your car that you're already being robbed for because you're paying ridiculous prices for fuel, car tax, insurance, and now we're going to rob you again and take another 10 euro off you just because you came through the city. It just makes no sense to me. But maybe you think it's a good idea. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with congestion charges in the city? Uh, This is an attack today on everybody, isn't it, really? Or, and, do you support the protest on Monday, which is going to go on, as far as they're concerned, as long as it takes to get the government to change their mind? Uh, Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you support the protest? And do you support congestion charges in the cities? Actually, I was just saying to me, the irony of this, by the way, uh, last week or the week before last, I was saying April Fools. Uh, we actually did a kind of April Fools topic, saying there would be a charge to enter the city, and uh, it's coming back to haunt us now. It seems that that probably will be the case. Now they haven't decided on the fee, by the way, yet, but the the suggestion is probably somewhere around ten euro, um, and not to enter the city, by the way. But well, it is to enter the city. It's a congestion charge. Yeah, so it kind of is true, um, which is quite bizarre. Jay, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Jay? Afternoon, Matt. Afternoon. Now, Jay, you know, I, I was in two minds in April the 1st when to do that made-up topic that <laughs> <Yeah>. we did <laughs> uh, because I said people won't believe it. But but here we are in a situation where more than likely, we're you know, we're going to see something much like that. Now, obviously not into every county in Ireland, but into the major cities of Ireland. Um, I know. But, but it, all yeah. add, it all adds to every, the cost of living and everything else. And, and you're uh, obviously... Just more taxes, Noel. Okay, I know. But just another way of squeezing money out of us. But you're a trucker. Will you not be there yeah. on Monday? I, I I won't be passing any pickets if I come up to them, but no. Um, if there was a better organisation, if there was a face to this, I would. I got involved in the first one. I've done a lot of talking, as you know. I spoke to everybody about it, and the one thing they all asked was, who's in charge or who's organising this? And nobody seemed to have wanted to stand up, so... And why is it... Why, and they have a Facebook page, by the way. Yeah, uh, but... Why is it nobody wants to take any responsibility when I, I say... I don't know. Maybe they don't want us to know who they are. Maybe they have vested interests. I don't know. Yeah, we did actually. At the first protest, we spoke to them. Well, I know Ashley yeah. did, um, but they wouldn't come on the air. Nope. Now, and they're, they're, they've changed their name now. It used to be Truckers Protest. Now they're called the People of Ireland Against Fuel Prices Protest. It's a bit of a long-winded yeah. name, isn't it, for a protest? But however, yeah. um, but it, it does look like it is going to be. Well, from what I can see, the reaction they're getting on their page, so there there will be a decent turnout for it. I don't know how uh, good. These, these are our keyboard warriors. No, didn't we have that the first time? But now look what happened at the first protest. I got on. I told people about inflation rising and blah. And people, no, no, and we got vilified by the pay by uh, a lot of the papers by RT by people on Facebook the stuff we got called you know that way and, we and why, do you, why, do you th- why do you think people vilified you because you brought because you the, upset traffic the, the people just don't like being upset they'll get, on their, their, they'll get on their phones and their tablets and they'll give out about everything and oh down with this and down with that. no you'll stand together in this country we've no backbone anymore in this country mm-hmm. we're quite prepared to just roll over and just let them do whatever they want to do just yeah, but I, but I did, yeah, but I did say to Richard, look, you know, everybody, I, I support the right to protest. Yeah. I genuinely do. And all the way through the lockdowns, I still supported it and always did. I never reneged on that but, yeah. because you have a constitutional right to do so. Yeah. But but in saying that, 
when you turn around and say, we're going to have a protest on Monday, well and good, over fuel prices, apps couldn't think of anything better to protest about. There you go, that's wonderful. But we're going to stay there until our demands are met. Bring your tents, bring... I mean, yeah, then, you then, you're, then done, you're losing. But, you're but that's how you get stuff done. If you just go up well, yeah, but and I'm, show yeah, up but for, Okay, what do you want to do? Protest uh, mm. business hours uh, just from nine to five and then everybody go home? They won't listen to that. Unfortunately, the nature of protest is you have to make a difference. You have to upset people in order for people to get onto their politicians and saying this has to stop. But unfortunately in this country, we won't. We won't. We'll just go, ah, yeah, ah, that's terrible. No, 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 we've no backbone anymore. Jay, if you go back to the water protest, right? Go back to the water protest. The last one we had. That was the last of it. That was the last big protest, about seven years ago, right? But in saying that, wait, I tell you, 100,000 people turned out, roughly, yeah. eighty to 100,000 people, right? They didn't stay there for the week. No, but look uh, and, the gov- and the government's hand were forced. Look what they've done after it, Niall. They stopped the, 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 the people from putting the infrastructure in. You know, you, you've seen the protest. So that wasn't just a one-day protest. That was a sustained, that was a long period, and that's what brought the government to the table and brought them to the knees. That's what we need. Unfortunately, we're not going to get it this time. People are too wrapped up in looking after themselves. Nobody cares about anybody well, anymore. People do, well, of course people care. It's hitting their pockets, Jay. Yeah, but that's it. And it's only a certain amount of people that it's really hurting. And the people that matter, the people that actually vote, ain't being hurted by this. So the government ain't going to listen. P- people in working class areas don't vote. We all know that. Y- you know, y- you can see where the big turnouts are at elections. They come from affluent areas. And they're the people who have the government ears. And they're the people who matter. So what, if they're being here, the government will do something. If it's just the likes of me and you, they don't care about us. And they never have. Okay, so, I, so but, but you're not going to this week's protest. But, but, but stay there, Jay, just for a second. Because, well, hang on, hang on. Let me just go to Philip as well. But, and the reason I know you're not going is because you believe it's badly organised. Badly organised. Yeah. Uh, Philip, how are you doing? You're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you getting on, Noel? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening in. Um, I mean, my, my, my question is, I agree with, I think, Jay, with what he was saying. I mean, my question is, when are they going to stop? When are they going to change um, what they're doing? Um, Who, like, the government? My, yeah, my view of the Green Party is they, they don't want to fix this uh, crisis. Well, 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 hang, now, now, hang on. With the greatest respect, Philip, this is not all the Green Party's fault. Oh, absolutely. But but they're they're driving a lot of the, the climate oh, no, policies. The taxes are stuff. bringing in carbon taxes. So, What's that going so, 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 that so, carbon tax is only a small amount on the price of fuel, can I just point out? Now, mind you, it all adds up. But hang on, Philip, with the greatest respect, and we have to be fair, right? Sure. There, there, there is an increase coming in May, and, and I, like everybody yeah. else, even other politicians have said it should be deferred. And I think Eamon Ryan is asleep at the wheel if he genuinely, or disconnected to the people if he genuinely believes it shouldn't. And he seems to be uh, relentless in bringing in that charge. There's already an environmental charge and a, and a climate charge on our green charge, as they say, on yeah. fuel. But it doesn't make up the lion's share of what we're actually paying. The lion's share is VAT and excise duty. Now, some of that has been reduced, but the excise duty was reduced by the government by 20 cents there going back a couple of weeks ago. But I do agree with what Richard uh, said earlier on the TD when we should cap it at a price. Other countries have done that where you don't hard charge VAT over a certain price. So I think yeah. we'd all agree with that. But you can't blame the Green Party for that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but... But but I, but I I think that the, what the Green Party believe and what Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil believe is actually it's not that different really. I mean, like my 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 view is this is massive gaslighting. They want us used to driving slower, as Eamon Ryan said. Um, like they are not going to uh, let off the the gas on this this push. 
um, you know, that, that just basically has Irish people existing and not living. So I think the protests, while we may say, oh, we don't agree with it now, and like it's, it's mass civil disobedience, and I think that's what we well, need. Well, I, I don't think we say need. Enough. Okay, when you say civil disobedience, and I, and I support any protest that's peaceful, I don't believe yeah. civil disobedience, if you want to call it that, is the answer. I do believe that, yeah. yes, you have to inconvenience people. I agree with Jay. You yeah. have to inconvenience people to have a protest and get your point across. But the point I'm making is, is well and good, have your protest on Monday. Go, you know, march yeah. from O'Connell Street up to the Dáil or whatever it is. But to continue to stay there until your demands are met and to continue to hold a city you know, and an economy to ransom, which is affecting other people's lives. For example, mothers bringing their children for special needs to schools or to access services or to hospitals or sick yeah. people or ambulances and all that. Everything gets affected by it. Well, well, I'd, I'd agree there has to be a, an aspect of, you know, provisions for, for, you know, services and ambulances and things like that um, to, to allow maybe access corridors and things like that, not blocking routes to hospitals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but like I like I said, the, like my 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 view is like when wh- like when are they going to let up? Like I mean, and, and as Jay said, like going from nine to a nine to five protest, it, it's basically just saying, "Pretty please, you know, c- can we please have these changes?" Like it, it, we've tried that; it's not going to work. Uh, and with the water charges as well, what people forget when when things actually started changing was when we physically started blocking accesses to the uh, water meters. And, so a lot, people, and a lot of people, and a lot of people got a, a lot of people got arrested. And a lot of people went. Absolutely, yeah. Like, some like, people went to jail. We we have we have to kind of shake the hornet's nest every now and again in society, like to uh, put a foot down and say, look, this has to stop. Because but what I see, Noel, is like where we're going is they want us used to renting, they want us used to not owning a property, and they want us used to uh, basically not driving anywhere. Which, which the first caller rightly pointed out is a death knell for rural Ireland, which, you know... Mm. Well, of course, rural Ireland can't sustain itself without driving around. Of course they know. Yeah, like, 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 okay, but, okay what, what about these... This kind of ties into the next topic, just finally before we went to the break, Philip, and I'll ask both of you about this. A congestion charge works in some cities. Would it work in Ireland? Would it reduce the amount of traffic in the city? Because... Without a doubt, I think we'll all agree that Dublin City uh, in particular, which had, would have the most amount of traffic, uh, Cork is pretty bad in Limerick and Galway too, but Dublin City in particular, uh, you know, it can't continue. You can't continue to allow that much traffic into a city because it just doesn't work. Like, like I, I think that's, that's a continuation. Like their thinking is put a charge on it, put a tax on it, uh, you know. Like, Rather than why, fix the problem. Why don't they actually design like traffic systems that don't, get congested or, or have periods or windows where cars can come in and out uh, to the inner city uh, rather than just like, like everything now in Ireland it, like that's their only answer it's a tax collection scheme it's a money collecting scheme uh, so everything yeah. is punish the mo- punish the motors punish the taxpayer penalize the people uh, like, and that's, like, like, that's, like, and the thing we don't emphasize enough in it, Noel, it's gone out the window it's a thing called quality of life <laughs> like people like to drive into Dublin city do a bit of shopping and drive home. Um, now we're saying they're bad people for doing that. That's that's the green party okay. mentality. Okay, well, look, I, I'm running out of time. I was going to break and somebody just did, did text in that, that very point and said, uh, I read the other day that someone's saying it cost them €97 Euro to bring the family on the train from Kildare to Dublin makes no sense uh, not to just take the car. Well, in that situation, if you've got a few kids 
Absolutely. Should just take, I, I would say, just take the car. Eamon Ryan wouldn't say that, would he? Hi, and all, just in relation to your question about the um, congestion charge, I absolutely do not agree with a congestion charge. For one reason, I already pay my road tax, which pays for the roads that we drive on. So if I want to go and sit for half an hour in traffic in town to get to my destination, I should be able to do that free from being double tax because basically that's what it is it's a double tax I already pay my road tax I'm not paying a second tax to use the roads that I'm paying for absolutely not and if I want to sit in traffic you know that's my choice to sit in traffic now on that note in regards to um, park and riot I think there should be an extensive park and riot facility available all around the outskirts of Dublin but it should be free so like this the bus service in my area is abysmal so if I could use my car to drive to my local uh, park and ride facility and know that I could park my car for free and then jump on a public bus or a Lewis um, and get to my destination, I'd be much more inclined to use that than having to mm. pay to park my car and then pay to use the public service because it's not yeah. particularly cheap anyways, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's my comment on congestion charges. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more if there was some sort of incentive to do it, but there is no incentive to do it, as somebody rightly pointed out with their children coming from Kildare across the 97 euro on the train from Kildare to Dublin with their children. And it's cheaper to take the car, just pile them in the back of the car, it costs you 20 euro. So I, I absolutely see it. There's no incentive to do that. There should be no charge, for example, for bringing the children on the train if that's what you want to do. We have to have a public transport system that's affordable for people that will encourage people to use their, or not to use the cars if that's really what you want to do. Uh, Pauline, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pauline? Oh, Pauline. Are you there, Pauline? Okay, I'll come back to Pauline in a second. I'm sorry. Isn't he there? Pauline, are you there? Okay. Okay, I'll come back to you in a second. Um, let me see if I read some of these here, these messages coming in here as well. Uh, absolutely ridiculous, Niall. What a stupid idea to punish people by taxing them just for driving their car. Are we not already paying a tax? Well, you are. You're paying a road tax and you're paying everything else as well. Uh, Niall, in fairness, all of Eamon Ryan's best contributions to this government have been when he's asleep at all. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better thing to say. Um... I will go back there to Pauline Alasso there for a second. Pauline, are you there? Yes, hi, Niall. Sorry about uh, that. For I some reason, I couldn't in, hear you. Not at all. I texted in just to say, I mean, I scratched my head. I lived in Sydney for 25 years with some of the things that go on in this country, um, uh, particularly with public transport. So in Australia, every child has free public transport. Every school-going child has free public transport. You start school, you fill out your form, and you get a card in the mail, and that's it. Until the end, until you finish your leaving search, you have free public transport. And do you get free public transport if you're in college? That I don't know, because okay. I didn't have college age children when I lived there, but I know that all of my children travelled freely around the city of Sydney on public transport. Now, pardon um, my ignorance, right, but yes. I don't know the situation currently in Ireland. So do children in Ireland, say, you know, your average 13-year-old heading to school, do they not get it for free? No. Do they not? Because I'm, so, I'm, pardon my ignorance, I thought they did. That's how stupid I am now. I thought well, they did. I don't. Anyway, my children travel on the dart and we do get a discounted ticket, but you still have to pay. Mm-hmm. And if, now, I know an example last week of a friend of mine's son, he's 14 years of age and he was on his dart and he, he didn't have his ticket with him or it hadn't been... Um, his leap you know, card, maybe yeah. Maybe some credit hadn't yeah. been put on it or something. He was fined 100 euros. Oh, I gosh. just thought it was the most outrageous thing ever. 
Yeah, um, that is outrageous. I just do t- I mean, I can't understand. It's just so, such a simple thing in this country. But then, I'll be honest, since I've moved back here from Sydney, I scratch my head a lot of the way the public services are run in this country. I agree with your previous caller. I think we lack a healthy sense of outrage in this country. And I also think that people are just worn down because there's just one bad story after another, one poor public service after another. Um, so, yeah. And I do you, do you drive yourself, Pauline? Look, I don't anymore, but I, I did drive my child to school for a while um, because of the fact that he was on the dart one day. He was 11 years of age and he was sort of accosted by a drunk oh, man. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, so after that, he got a bit scared and wouldn't take it for a while. So, But now he's back on it again. Yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, that's another issue. Of okay, okay. Story is okay, well, look, it's a point well made. I have to say, absolutely. If, you know, if we could decrease the amount of mammies and daddies that are bringing their kids to school by giving children public transport for free, that certainly would reduce some of the traffic because we all know the difference uh, during the summer when <laughs> when you're going to work in the morning when the kids are off school. Of course, it's a lot easier for everybody. Pauline, a point well made. Uh, and also, by the way, it goes back to what the other person was saying in the message beforehand. Um, we should be having, if it's park and ride, it should be free to park your car as well. Let's encourage people to do it if that's what they really want to do rather than penalising and punishing people financially. Patrick, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing? Hi, how are you getting on? How are you? Good. As a taxi driver. Now, Patrick, as a taxi driver, I don't think you'll be paying any congestion charges, or if you do, at least you'll be able to ride it off and get it back against tax anyway. No, probably not, but <laughs> with the rest of it going on, you're stuck in traffic regardless, I suppose. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all that's on their mind constantly is, you know, to charge people because they're driving on the roads and stuff like that. I think... Less uh, of these cycle lanes and the city mapped out a little bit better will help congestion around the city, but mm-hmm. they're not willing to do that. They have it like a one-way system. I'm sure you've seen it yourself. Oh, I know. It's a disaster. You know? Yeah. I'm sure you've seen uh, Fairview uh, Park at the minute, what they're doing. You know, no, I haven't been in Fairview Park in some time, actually. I, I, I used to go up there quite a lot, actually, to uh, Hillbilly's that's one, lane into the, that's, that's one lane into the city centre at the minute. I think they're doing something with the... Uh, they want to do, they're doing the new cycle lane in the city centre from there. Right, OK. Which they already have. You can drive through the park, cycle through the park yeah. on a bike, and you have a cycle lane on the path as well. There's also a cycle lane on that little bypass road towards East Wall there, whatever yeah, that road's Yeah, exactly, called. yeah. So, so why, like why you, do you need another cycle lane? Why do you need another one? Why do you need to take up a whole lane and cause congestion going into the city centre and coming out? That's, so bonk, that's a bonkers idea. Who came up with that one? Yeah, exactly. I wonder who that was. <laughs> We won't say. I, I have to be honest, it would key there where the civic offices is, where they make all these wonderful decisions. I'm sure yeah. there's a, in the basement somewhere, there's a room on a map of Dublin and they're all blindfolded and it's pinned the tail on the donkey. I you think know you I mean? just sent someone in there to light off. By the way, can I ask... Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. As a taxi driver, I mean, they talk about congestion in the city. As a taxi driver in Dublin... I mean, is it affecting you when... Obviously, it affects you when the city moves slower, but have you noticed the city moving much slower now? Uh, it is, yeah. It's gotten, it's gotten bad over the last... You know, obviously, the traffic hasn't been bad through the, the lockdown and stuff like that because not everyone was working. But since everyone's back, you know, in the office and stuff now, you can notice the volume of traffic in town, the keys and stuff like that. But it's not even just that. It's the, the design of the roads and with all these cycle lanes. And don't get me wrong, we obviously need cycle lanes and stuff like that. But they have to be designed in a proper way. They can't take up a No, it's a disaster. Lane. You know what I mean? Like, but see, uh, see uh, when I when I drive from here, if I was driving from here, say down to Houston Station, I'm at uh, you know down near the Tree Arena, right? Yeah. And I go up the road here. You go left across the bridge, and then you turn right onto the keys on the other side, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly, yeah. 
when I come up to O'Connell Street, I start getting anxiety because I don't know which oh, lane yeah, I'm, I don't know which lane I'm meant to be in. Yeah, there's so many lanes there. There's one on the left there. It's supposed to be a bus lane. Then when you go through that, there's another three lanes. As you're saying, if you're going to want to go straight ahead or um, go right, for and you don't, and then the, the cycle lane is in the middle of the road at some point. Yeah, I'm going, exactly, what's this yeah, all about? Exactly, yeah, and you see it on a lot of around different parts of uh, Dublin. The cycle lanes are there. Then it's in the middle. If you ever go up by um, through Donnybrook, yeah, going out towards the motorway that direction, there's a, there's a, a lane there for a bus, which would be if there was a double decker, you'd have to cut it in half. The fitness, <laughs> and there's a cycle lane as well. And I go, well, who designed that? Where is it? It's, it's dangerous more than anything else. Yeah, you know? no, the keys just gives me anxiety now, so I just don't oh, use it. Because the yeah. there's so many buses in town, and if you go um, around College Green when it's busy, you can't get down because um, you know you come down by Trinity. Like, yeah, 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 of course, in. yeah. It's into one lane. It falls down. The Lewis comes around. Yeah, you can barely get through there coming down when it's busy and there's a lot of buses and obviously they're okay. going to take up more spaces. So. Listen, I've got, I'm running out of time, Patrick. Thanks for coming on and filling us in and all that anyway. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic.